Welcome to episode three of the True Gamers Podcast. I am Equip Pig, joined here with Gravity Down. Hey, what's up, y'all? And the Raging Funk. What's up, y'all? All right, boys. Today we have a full packed show today. So it's going to be interesting. A lot of debating, I feel. Uh, but real quick, let's dive into what we've been gaming. Uh, Grab, what, what have you been playing this week, my man? So honestly, my week has been a little lax on gaming, especially on console. I've had an extremely busy week at work. But uh, when I have been gaming, it's been pretty much all division. I have been trying to trying to grind this game and get to my level 30 so I can start some of this end game stuff. And I'm considering even getting the expansions for it just so I can get a little more division into my system before number two comes out. But that being said, I've still been finding time to uh, game on the old cell phone. I don't p- think people give nearly enough credit to these uh, games they got. And I'm not going to lie, I have definitely came home from work exhausted. And I'm like, God, do I, do I have time and energy to set up and get into my Xbox? And the answer usually, this week at least, has been, nah, I think I'm just going to game on my phone for about 10 minutes. So <laughs> a little bit of phone gaming here and there, but Division for the most part has been my cup of tea this week. Nice, nice. What about you, cool. uh, Funkster? Well, you know, uh, I've been hitting Division pretty hard this week. Uh, you know, I made it to my level 30 and uh, managed to find a few guys to help me out, uh, get some gear and guns to make me stronger, give me some pointers, you know, to uh, keep going. I uh, went into the dark zone uh, this week and uh, got that leveled up to about 20 right now, so been doing that. Uh, also been playing Black Ops 4 still, playing Blackout, getting those Ws, you know. What I do. There you go. There you of go. course, of course. What about you, Pig? Well, I mean, I'm kind of with you guys. Uh, I mean, I haven't like done that much gaming this week, I feel, but I definitely have been diving into Division as well. Um, level 25, I have a couple missions left. Uh, big shout-out to HP, who came in and helped us actually run through a lot of those missions. Um, yep. Yep. Been also doing some VR Beat Saber. That's, that's the go-to. That's the relaxation thing. And then uh, been kind of I I re-downloaded Destiny 2, man. Not gonna lie, and I mean we're about to dive into why and give me new section. But I mean, listen, Destiny, man. I I've always had it's a love hate relationship, you know. So mm. all right, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with with reaching back a little bit and playing some older stuff. I mean, that's what we're doing with Division right now. So can't hate on you too much for that. And that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, and with and with that being said, let's let's get right into the news. Um. It's it, we got a couple things to cover. Um, some of you guys may or may not know, especially if you're in our Discord at discord.me/truegamersclub. Uh, I had posted this earlier, but Bungie actually broke away from the Activision contract they had. So big move, big yeah, move. So I think I like that's the best thing they could have done. I feel because the game was going in a bad place. I feel, and the, a lot of promises that were you know made that couldn't happen underneath the Activision t- you know publish. And now that Bungie's all in control of it, I feel like we can see so much more potential with this game that has been there. I mean, I've always seen it. It's just these these updates and these content coming out, they're mediocre. And you can tell it has an Activision touch to it. So them breaking away from that, I think, is a bold but brave move and a good thing they're doing. I think this is going to bring back a lot of people. I think this, a lot of Destiny fans are going to be rejoiced to see the new stuff coming, I think. Yeah. Well, exactly. I'm, I agree with you. I think I think 
with Bungie coming back under full control of their titles and all that kind of stuff, I think we're going to see some good stuff. I mean, yes, there was a lot of hype behind them joining up with Activision just because that was a larger money pool, but I completely agree with you. I feel like when they did that, they lost a lot of their control over it, and it it didn't work out to everyone's advantage like they thought it was going to. So I'm glad to see that they were willing to make that break and, uh, and go back on their own. So that's, that's definitely positive in my mind. Yeah. Agreed. Without a doubt. And another game that, uh, is one of my favorites. Uh, this was, it actually came out during the whole like monster hunter world thing. Uh, and that's dauntless dauntless. Uh, I'm actually was one of the founder. Like I paid like the top tier founder packs for the game. So who knows? Maybe I'm in the credit somewhere of the game if they have that. I don't know, but <laughs> I dropped I dropped so much money into this game. But it, it's a good game, and they've they've done so much to the game. Uh, it's free on on PC, but they they announced that April of this year they're actually coming to console, and it is a free game. Um, so that's something you two will be able to join me in as we dive into the Dauntless world. I will definitely be getting that downloaded once it comes to the comes to the Xbox. I mean, I've seen a lot of gameplay of it. It does look it looks good and you know, a lot of people compare it to Monster Hunter World and we all know how how I feel <laughs> and how we all feel about how Monster Hunter World ended up. So, I I mean, I have I have my hopes. I have high hopes that when this comes out, I can I can get a little bit of that that love back um for that type of game. So, I'm excited to see this one come out. It'll be good. Yeah, well, you know me. I'm definitely going to download it, check it out. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a game worth checking Pretty out. Pretty exciting for, for being free too. I mean, you got nothing to lose. If you've always wanted Monster Underworld, I would prefer Dauntless over Monster Underworld any day of the week. I I don't mind dropping a hundred and some odd dollars that I dropped on Dauntless. <laughs> it was totally worth it. Um, well, I'll just say that you paid for my copy. It'll be fine. There you go. You know, I paid <laughs> essentially for that game to make it to the consoles at some point in time, right? So, you're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, man. No no problem, no problem. Uh, And then with that, Resident Evil 2, the remake, uh, they actually released yesterday a one-shot demo is what it's called. Uh, It's 30 minutes. You can play the first mission. And uh, there's already people who've, like, bypassed the timer. They've, you know, been able to crack it so you can play longer. But it's interesting. I mean, I don't remember Resident Evil 2 that much. And I downloaded it, played it on PC, which was, like, a thrill because graphically it was just, like, it was it was an awe, you know. It was it was graphically there, um, but it was it was a beautiful game nonetheless. I I still have some time left. I didn't beat the whole thing. I think I still have like fifteen minutes to really dive around and really just derp around. Oh, and, nice. And and kind of just explore the first level itself. Uh, but that's that's another game that I'm kind of excited for this year. I forgot about the remake, and I think it comes out here in a couple weeks. I think I can't remember exact release. Yeah, time. yeah, it comes out here real soon, and there's a lot of hype on this, and I'm excited for it. the The early Resident Evil games were fantastic. I loved I loved number two. I still remember playing number two in in my basement with all the lights off, and you know, trying to scare the crap out of myself playing in the middle of the night. Um, it was a ton of fun. I'm really excited to see this and how they do it. And I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm stoked on this one as well. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. I'll have to look into it. I never played any of the resident evils. So. That's Ooh, have to look dude, at you're it. missing Check out. It out. Yeah. That's good one, times, man. that's one series that I, I never got into. And I, I kind of kicked myself oh. for that because I mean, I, I dived into resident evil four. I, I remember playing four and beating that on the GameCube, And then I remember playing, 
six, because that was the co-op one, right? Six was the one with the split screen, or not split screen, but yes. I mean, it did have split screen, I think, but it was the co-op one. I remember playing that on the 360 with my buddy, um, and I loved that game. That game was so much fun. And then the seventh one, I I own. I just never really dived into it. That's I think that was the first first person Resident Evil game, if I'm correct. No, no, it, it might have been. I don't know. They they kind of flipped back and forth there in some of the early titles. But I will tell you flat out, this was a, this is a wonderful series. I love it. It's a ton of fun. But do yourself a favor. The only way to truly play that game and get every bit of enjoyment out of it is to shut off all the lights, close the doors. And play that puppy in the dark. It is going to make you jump, make you scream, make you make you act like a little kid afraid of the dark again. But it is so enjoyable. I I forced myself to do that with every single Resident Evil game I've ever played. I refuse to play that game with lights on or anything like that. I mean, I'll let people wa- I'll let people play with me and game with me in the same room and stuff like that. Um, just because it's. I mean, they also tell a story in a way that you don't necessarily need to be on the controls to enjoy that game. I mean, when I played through a lot of the younger ones, I had my little brother there with me, I had friends with me, and we would trade the control back and forth as we progressed through the game, and even though I wasn't necessarily 100% always in control of it, I still was on the edge of my my seat, staring at the screen, being like, okay, where are we going to go? What's next? You know, how do we find this? How do we kill this guy? And then all of a sudden, something jumps out behind you and scares the ever-loving bejesus out of you, and you're <laughs> sitting there going, God, I hope my dad upstairs didn't just hear me scream like a little girl. Yeah, that'd be me. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Um... Hey. I'm telling you, man, it's the only way to enjoy those games. Got to do it. I may, I may have to dive into it, man. I may I may have to just just buck up and get them. I mean, I'm sure I can get them cheap now, and and maybe stream it too because I am one that will jump very easily to stuff. So it'd be it'd be quite entertaining, I think. If it makes you feel any better, pig, there's very few, if any, clowns. I do not remember any clowns in the game, so you should be all right. Yeah, that makes me feel a little <laughs> bit better then. <laughs> oh man! And then the last, we all, we all know, we all know your love of clowns, <laughs> dude. I hate them, man. That that VR game, never again. Um, the uh, the last bit of news we got is actually a cell phone company, Verizon. Uh, they're actually getting into the gaming market as well with Verizon Gaming, and it's something that's very quiet right now. They only have like 100 and some odd testers, but basically it's going to be like a Netflix style. It's all cloud-based gaming. Essentially what that means is you can – I mean as long as you have an internet connection, which I would imagine would be like 10 megabytes you know, minimum, which nowadays that's nothing – um, you can basically play it. Um, and there's a service similar to this already, which is the Google one. From my experience with the Google one, I mean, it was nice. You don't have to download nothing. It's based off your connection. As long as you have a steady connection, you can play the game like if you was, you know, physically on your computer. It, it's amazing. I love it. So I'm excited to see where this goes. It'll though, be because, definitely interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot more companies now getting into this cloud-based gaming where you don't have to download stuff. You can stream it directly from them. That's awesome, and I mean something like that. I wouldn't mind paying a subscription for, especially if it's going to have day one releases and stuff like that. It'll be interesting to see whether they have the day one releases or if it's you know 
a mo couple month release or something later and how much it costs i mean the fact that you're now not talking about having to download the game and it's all just up on the cloud and you just have access to it is interesting it's an interesting concept and i'm it'll be interesting to see how it how it actually pans out and if it works as well as they say it will and uh i have no experience like you have some experience with the google version of this but uh yeah, I don't know. We'll see how we'll see how it all pans out in the end. I mean, it's definitely got potential. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Change the game, definitely that's interesting. For sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So that's that's it for the gaming and news. Real yeah. quick, okay. real, hang on, real yeah. quick. I, I want to plug this in for all you Fallout seventy six guys that love to play this game. Coming on the fifteenth, as of right now, there's going to be a big patch coming through. They're saying it's going to fix about one hundred and five issues. So I'm not going to get into all those items that they're going to be fixing definitely check it out uh they're saying it's going to be a lot of a lot of performance issues that they're going to be fixing so that'll be coming on the. but 15th. you did say it's it's all performance patches and whatnot we're not looking almost at all of it will be coming. performance yeah no i didn't see any new content being added just a lot okay. of a lot of fixes a lot of fixes gotcha <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with that, that's going to be it for the gaming news. We're going to dive right into this. This is the episode, episode three, uh, the console war, man. We're, we're going to dive into each console, kind of break it down, and give our personal opinion of what we think is the best console and why, and so on and so forth. I'm going to start off with the PlayStation 4. The PlayStation 4 originally released November 15th of 2013. Big shout out to my brother because I remember him coming to get me to take me to the store to go get it because Liz, which is my wife, had left her manual and I didn't want to drive it to Walmart because I'm not the greatest when it comes to manuals. So big shout out to my brother for taking me to go get the PlayStation. Um, but with that being said, obviously we already know there's the PlayStation, you know, the old fat models like always, and then you have the PlayStation 4 Slims and whatnot. But we're just going to dive into the PlayStation 4 from the 2016 release in September to the PS4 Pro, which came out in November 10th of 2016 price tags the original playstation was about 300 dollars um back in 2013 it was more like 600 dollars but it's okay um the ps4 pro is 400 bucks uh and really when i was looking at the comparison between the two there's really not a big difference between the two consoles at all uh the graphical processor is way better on the playstation 4 uh for on the pro obviously because you have the 4k and all that uh, but system memory, we're looking at eight gigs across both platforms on the DDR5. Uh, they both have, or the PlayStation 4 Pro has the optical port. The original one doesn't. Internal storage on the Pro is standard to one uh, one terabyte. The original has a 500 gig, but there is some consoles that do have the one terabyte, especially like the game exclusive ones, like the Destiny PlayStations and the Uncharted ones. Those typically are the ones that have the one terabyte drives already installed. Um, other otherwise, I mean, it basically all straight forward the same thing. I think the Pro has one extra USB port on it, um, and other than that, I mean, that's basically it on that one. Um, that's that's on the spec wise side of it. Some exclusive though on PlayStation Four, we can't forget about that. We have the God of War series, which I know there's some fans of. We have The Last of Us, uh, one that. I forgot to mention when we did our 2018 like recap and whatnot, Detroit Become Human. That's one game I really want to buy 
And I just, I guess it's more so just forcing myself to do it now. But I heard that game is very good. So I definitely want to throw it on there because that is definitely exclusive to the PlayStation and definitely a game worth checking out. And also Horizon Zero Dawn, which is a game I've played before as well and thought the story of that's always been a, a beautiful game. In my opinion, I feel like PlayStation always delivers very well on story-driven games. Um, and, of course, you know, the price tag between it. You're looking at $399 if you want to get a Pro, and if you're looking to just get the, the originals, not the Pro, you're looking to be about uh, $299. So, hmm. Grav, what do, you got? what do you got, Grav? What, what, do you, what do you think about the so, PlayStation, man? So, when I jump, when I think about the PlayStation, I've, I've always owned both systems, because I'm about to talk about Xbox here in a minute, but I've always owned a PlayStation as well, and PlayStation was always my go-to love because of the offline gaming. I always got more story-based games where I didn't need internet connection, but I still had, you know, umpteen hours. Because up until up until a few years ago, they also owned uh, Assassin's Creed. It wasn't until the last, like, three versions of Assassin's Creed that it went cross-platform. Before that, it was all exclusive to PlayStation. And... So it was definitely one of my game, one of my systems that I always loved to make sure I had because of that simple fact. I mean, I do a lot of travel where I can take systems with me and whatnot, but I don't always have the greatest internet. So my PlayStation was usually the one that went with me because I was able to get that out of it. Um, but I mean, at the same time, I will say that I have not touched my PlayStation in a few months. It's sitting it's sitting hooked up to my other TV. Probably needs a few a few updates. But it was one of my greatest loves to start out with. I mean, there for years, they had all of their online stuff was free. I mean, the PlayStation Network started out as free, and that was a huge thing for me. I mean, I was sitting there debating myself, like, why am I going to get into Xbox, um, you know, Xbox Live, when I have to pay for a subscription where I can play in PlayStation and I get it all free. It's all there. Now, they have gone... To a to a subscription process, so they're not <laughs> they're not winning in that regard anymore. But they started out that way, and so for years that was definitely one of their big draws for me. But for me, it was a lot of their story-based games. I completely agree with you. I feel like PlayStation has always has always delivered extremely well on the story-based RPG one-person games like. You said Detroit Becoming Human, a game I have not played, a game I definitely want to play really bad. Definitely one of the reasons why I'm going to probably brush off that and uh, God of War 4. I think those two games are going to actually bring the PlayStation back into my life here in the next couple months, that's for dang sure. Totally agree on that one. Yeah. What about you, Funk? What are are your thoughts on a PlayStation? When when, when I hear PlayStation 4 in in gaming, there's a couple that come to mind to me. It's going to be the God of War series. I, I, I love God of War playing those games. And also Ratchet and Clank. You can, you can okay, uh, yeah, joke okay. on me if you want, but I, I like the Ratchet and Clank. I started from the very beginning with it, and, and I've enjoyed playing with it. You, you um, know why I don't like that game? Why? I streamed it one time, and then I uploaded my VOD to YouTube, and the company actually striked my video for uploading that content. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Dang, bro. Ouch. I, just, I mean, you got bitch slapped. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was pretty sour about it. I was like, really? I'm going to get striked for uploading your game, which is just publicity. You know, I'm, I'm advertising your game essentially yep. for free, and you're going to copy strike me. 
Wow. Uh, hey, man, they they didn't like you, all right? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Anyways. frankly, most of the gaming I've done has been on Xbox or Switch, which I'll talk about later, about the Switch games. But, I mean, those are the two games series that I've played on the PlayStation have enjoyed uh, profusely. But I will I will jump in here real quick and throw in that as far as like graphically and you know power wise and all that kind of stuff I've never been I've never really seen all that much of a difference between the PlayStation and the Xbox. Now granted some of those um non multiplayer story based game like The Last of Us were graphically top shelf. I mean when when Last of Us came out, it was the most beautiful game I had ever seen. It's only been in the in the most recent last year or so that I've started seeing a lot more of these RPG games come to Xbox, where it's not making me think of. I wonder if this could have been done better on the PlayStation. Right. Um, so really, between the two of them, I'm not graphic wise. I feel like they've caught up with each other, or they're they're kind of more on the same playing field these days than they than they were back in the day. Back in the day, when we're talking like PS2 and Xbox 360, there was a graphical difference between the PS2 and the Xbox 360. No question about it. If you wanted just crisp, clean stuff, PlayStation was way to go. Where if you wanted, you know, the online. Um, you know, online content, big, you know, community and stuff. That was that was always more of Xbox's cup of tea, um, which I'll talk about here in a little bit with some of their exclusives and stuff like that. But um, here in the recent future, I feel like they're they're definitely more on the same playing field than they were in previous systems. Yeah, without a doubt, especially with like the the Pro and the Xbox One X. You know, they're definitely more. Yeah. You can't really tell the difference between graphically between the two consoles. And I will say. Uh, Destiny, because, you know, Destiny 2 I've been getting into lately, but I, I do own Destiny between, you know, PC, Xbox, and PlayStation, and I had it on PlayStation first, and graphically was stunning because, you know, the original PlayStation, compared to the original Xbox, you know, you're capped at 30 frames on the Xbox as for the PlayStation 60, but you can tell the difference in that game, which blew my mind, because I, I was like, oh, you can't tell the difference, but then when I bought it for the Xbox, and I was playing on Xbox, like graphically, I was like, "Wow, there is a big difference graphically <laughs> between them." But again, I mean, it's something that you kind of just have to be looking for. If you're just like, eh, what, you know, if you're not someone that really like care for that stuff, I guess, then you're not gonna really notice it. But it was something because I guess I was just fresh off the PlayStation straight to the Xbox. I was just like, "Wow, there is a big difference." Interesting. Okay. Well, and and that's me. I'm I'm not a big. Oh my gosh, graphics, amazing. We got to go with that system, bro. I'll, I'll play Animal Crossing any day. So graphics me. don't matter. To me <laughs> I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Like, no, I agree, man. I don't care about graphics per se. So, fair enough, grab, fair break, break down the box, man. So I'm gonna go ahead and take a, talk about the box. Obviously, we had the release date right there with you. We were at, the Xbox was out November 22nd, 2013, for its original one. When that thing came out, it had the whopping price tag of $499 on it. Now, just to give you a little bit of a comparison, here we are in 2019. You can get the base Xbox right now for $249.99. So it's definitely more affordable now where if you're trying to go get yourself an Xbox One X, it's, gonna, it's right there at 500 bucks. 
no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Now, with the Xbox, we got three different versions to talk about. We got the standard Xbox, the Xbox One S, and the Xbox One X. I'm gonna I'm gonna constantly be trying to pronunciate better between <laughs> S and X so that I don't get them mixed up. Now, good luck. Price tag wise, <laughs> Xbox One X. You're looking at anywhere from $299 up to $399, depending on the hard drive you want. If you want the basic 500 gigabytes, which is all that the standard Xbox comes with, you're looking at $299. So only an extra $50 bucks if you want to jump up to the S, where it's $399, $400 bucks if you want to get the 2 terabyte, and then $349. So only an extra $50 bucks between a 1 terabyte and a 2 terabyte system. Which is interesting when you look at the One X, because the One X is sitting there flat rate at 500 bucks, but it only has a one terabyte hard drive. It doesn't even have the option to go with the two terabyte hard drive. Now, one big thing that they did between the standard one and the One S that they continued on with the X was the power adapters. With the standard Xbox One, when you go to plug in your Xbox for the first time, you're going <laughs> to unwrap this giant block of a, uh, of a surge protector, essentially, is the easiest way to put it. And this thing is not small. It's not light. you got to carry the thing around with you if you want to be able to plug it into power. But they internalized that with both the S and the X, which was huge for a lot of people. Now, another interesting thing that I didn't know about going into this... Dimensions-wise, the standard Xbox is about three to four inches bigger than the other two. The other two are smaller by about an inch and a half, two inches um, all the way around. But the weight, so let's, let's look at this for a second. The Xbox One Standard Edition was 7.8 pounds. They internalized the, the surge protector but on the Xbox One S, it was able to go down to 6.4 pounds. So you lost just under a pound. When, when they went to one, Xbox One X, it went up to 8.4. Jeez. Yeah, like it jumped up. It went way, it's still smaller, but it's heavier. And I mean, yeah, granted, we're still only talking a pound, a few ounces here and there. But it's interesting because usually when you talk about technology... And you talk about things getting smaller, that usually means it got lighter, right? Right. Am I, am I wrong when, no, you're, when totally, you're talking you about that? You You're totally right on that. <laughs> I mean, right. So now we'll talk about a little bit of the other stuff. So CPU-wise, your Xbox One originally came out with 1.5 or 1.75 gigahertz, 8-core AMD custom CPU, which was standard for most systems at this time. They kept that with the One S. One X jumped up to a 2.3. Now, it's not a huge jump, but it's interesting when I look at the CPU and also the GPU, um, it jumped up from the GPU especially. Originally, on the original Xbox, you had 1.31 teraflops of performance from your, uh, from your integrated AMD graphics. Now, they still have the same integrated AMD graphics, but it jumped up to 6 teraflops of performance. This is huge. I have been amazed. I actually have a buddy that I watch that streams. He just recently bought a new Xbox. Decided that he was going to spend the money. He was going to buy an Xbox One X. Even watching his gameplay over Mixer, it has actually, it's clearer, it's crisper, it loads faster. It's amazing. I 
I still have the standard Xbox. I will not upgrade it until the new system comes out because to me it's not that big of a difference. It's not worth dropping an extra $500 on a system right now. I'll save that until I have to spend seven, dollars $800 on their new system. You know that price tag is going to be painful oh, to yeah. say the least. But, oh, yeah. I mean, to go from 1.31 teraflops to 6 teraflops, that's pretty impressive. So from 2013 to 2018, they actually did make some pretty good um, some pretty good improvements for it. I mean, the RAM went from 8 uh, gigabytes on both the standard and the S up to 12 gigabytes on the X. So you're definitely getting more out of your X if you want to put it in there. Another huge thing, if you own a 4K TV, get an X. It is It is the only system for the Xbox that is going to truly capture 100% usage out of your 4K TV. If you do not own a, a 4K TV or plan on buying one in the near future, there is absolutely no reason to spend the extra money on buying an X versus buying an S or even just a standard. But what if just, I want to load quicker? There's just no reason for it. Maybe if I want to look, you know what? If that's the difference <laughs> of you winning or losing in your PUBG, your, you know, COD, your freaking Fortnite, if that's the difference in you winning or losing, then just, I'm done with you anyways. I'm sorry, <laughs> but that shouldn't be the, shouldn't be the end all be all with it otherwise everything else on this these things are pretty much the same they all you know can hook up hd they all have the ability to take external hard drives all that kind of stuff and like i said really your price tag right now is your big difference to me it's amazing to me that they're sitting on a 500 price tag for the one x um i know why they're doing it because they're xbox and that's kind of where they've set their new console price is going to be at that 500 price point but, like I said, unless you are running a 4K TV, go buy the 249 standard or the 299S. It, you're going to get more bang out of your buck. Or, for me, if I was going to buy a new system right now, I'd probably spend the 399 get the Xbox One S with the 2 terabyte internal hard drive. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, I know I'm sitting on my standard with 500 gigs, and I'm constantly having to upload, download, reload, delete games and stuff constantly because of whatever I want to I want to game that particular day. I mean, <laughs> how many times, Pig, have you been like, what games do you currently have downloaded? Because I want to play something else. About every other week. <laughs> happens happens us. Yeah, pretty much. So now we'll we'll jump away from that a little bit. I mean, that's pretty much our specs. That's where I stand with specs. And those specs are pretty comparable to what you talked about with the with the PS4. So now we're going to look at games. Now, stuff that we're looking at coming out that are Xbox exclusives that you're only going to get there. Battletoads. <laughs> Funk, I know you're a big Battletoads fan. Oh, so yes. You and your buddies out there that are looking forward to this, you got to stick with your Xbox. Crackdown 3. Uh, For Forza's already out. I guess we'll talk about those now. Now we got Forza. The Gears series is, um, you know, one through five, well, five supposedly coming out sometime this year. We'll see about that. Uh, Halo, all of those, all are sticking sticking over there on uh, Xbox. The Dead Rising series, uh, I already talked about Halo. I already talked about Gears of War. Um, oh, man, there was another one here. I 
didn't write it down apparently. Anyways, there's a bunch of games that are exclusive to this, but I think the big thing exclusive-wise that we're looking at or that we need to take into consideration when talking about which system is the best is Xbox's um, Game Pass that they've come out with now. There are so many companies that are getting into bed with Microsoft and that are taking advantage of this Game Pass system. I just... I. I'm curious to see how PlayStation is going to fight this because right now PlayStation doesn't have the system set up or, you know, the network set up like um, Xbox does with their game pass. And because of that, companies are more willing to jump into bed with, with the Microsoft because Microsoft is willing to give them all this money because they would rather see this, subscription type money that is pretty much a guaranteed income for them until they you know obviously lose a customer but it's a guaranteed income every month and it gets them all these exclusives all these other companies that are put popping out their games that i mean me not being game pass can pick up for 20 30 bucks but you um both of you guys are running game pass and so you guys get them for free I mean that's huge, both for both for Xbox and for that small company that get the publicity and get the gameplay and get you know you guys hooked on their games. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where I'm sitting at with them. I mean, and especially with the less exclusives, like there's less exclusives out there than there were you know five years ago, and so I feel like. Um, Xbox has really stepped up their game on getting more RPG exclusives. Now, one exclusive that I'm, I'm I le- left separate from all this because it needed to be its own separate thing is EA Access. Xbox has been in bed with EA for what the last five years, ten years almost now. It's I, I don't even know, but they own the industry when it comes to sports games. If you want to play the the FIFAs, if you want to play all the uh, NBA Jam, not NBA Jam, but all, well, any sports game really, EA is the one that's producing them, and EA is in bed with Xbox. So if you like uh, sports gaming on a console, Xbox is going to be the way to go, just hands down. What are you? What about you, Pave? And that's kind of my big push on Xbox for right now. So I'll go ahead and throw it to you, Pave. What What is your take on Xbox? I mean, like you, like you touched up on it. The the Game Pass, I think, is a phenomenal thing. Uh, you know, PlayStation they have the PS Now, but the PS Now is more so the old games that you know were big back in the day. It's not pers- you know, not day one launch like the Game Pass, and that's something that Xbox has going. You're talking cross can cross compatibility with old systems and right, new systems, right right that's that's what the ps now is essentially you can play your old okay ps3 games so on and so forth but you look at the game pass you got day one launch so for example halo uh, infinite when that comes out day one game pass you got it it's cheaper you know maybe maybe i don't i mean yeah i'm probably gonna buy the game anyways but with the game pass you know what it's ten dollars a month I, I pay $10 to try Halo out to see if I like it. Maybe long-term-wise, yeah, I lose money because I eventually buy the game. But at the same time, maybe I buy a year subscription and I, I made my money back. Because let's be real, a year later, I probably won't be playing yeah. Halo again. I won't be playing, you know, the Gears again. Um, but 
uh, talking about exclusive wise, um, you know, Xbox has been, it's always been there for me, man. I, I'm a Gears of War addict. I love the Gears of War series. I love the Halo series. Yep. Halo 5, not so much, but I mean, it's always been my, my go-to is, is the Xbox stuff. But I did not know about the 12 gigabytes of the RAM on the X, and that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Because comparing that to the PS4 Pro or the PS4, they only have 8 gigs across the two boards. The only difference between those two consoles were just slight um, GPU and CPU. So that's impressive. I'm very impressed with the, the differences on the Xbox. Yeah. So that's my take. Funk, what about Yeah, you, with man? their RAM jump. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. So I've been an Xbox guy pretty much through the whole time. Started with the original Xbox on up, you know. Um, and, and maybe that's why I'm biased, because <laughs> I, I I would make a push for Xbox purchase over any other console there is, just because that's what I've kind of grown up into, you know. Um, you know, when you think of Xbox, though, you got to think of Halo, in that in that series there, and that phenomenal gameplay there. And when you think of the consoles, I, I really don't see a big difference. You know, uh, they all have the Blu-ray, you know what I mean? Uh, just not a big difference to me that would push me one way or the other. I like Xbox backwards compatibility when the older games, Xbox 360, there's still games you can play on the Xbox One. You can't do that with the PlayStation 4. There's not PlayStation 3 games that you can just put into the PlayStation 4 and play right. like you can with Xbox. And I thought that... True kind of gives it that nodge right there above uh, all else, you know what I mean? So. Well, and then, I mean, I don't know. It, it's been a while since I've been on my PlayStation, like we talked, but Pig, do you remember, Are they? does PlayStation Network give you the free games every month like the Xbox so that's, does? That is a good point. They do, but Xbox gives out more AAA titles than PlayStation. PlayStation gives you more indie games and and Xbox, they they give you what two like premium games, and they usually give you a 360 game as well. Yeah. See, and that's and the other thing that I love about the Xbox network and the way they did that is, is it's not only that month that you get it. If you have Xbox Live during the month that those games come out, you can download them. Once you download them, because I don't know how many games I've done this to, where I downloaded them, and then I instantly undownloaded them because I wanted to play them at a later date. It Your access to that game does not go away just because the month has flipped over or anything like that. A game that they released five months ago that I haven't played, but I downloaded it during that month, for the rest of the time that I have my Xbox Live subscription, I can go back and play that game. And to me, that just opens up a whole new world of games that I may have been at the time that it came out was like, eh, not really into it. And it may still be a game that I'm like, eh, I'm only going to get into this if I have nothing else to play. But guess what? I have that option now. And that, and that to me is phenomenal and way big kudos to Xbox Live for giving us that ability through their gaming services. Yeah. I agree. For sure. All right, well, then I guess that kind of wraps it up for a little discussion on Xbox-specific. Funk, tell us about the uh, the good old Switch over there, bro. Yes, let's let's talk about the, the so-called little guy here, uh, Nintendo Switch console. Um, you're looking at a price tag here of $299, um, which is very affordable. 
And if you're just wanting to play games, you're not wanting those uh, console-only games like Xbox and PlayStation 4 carry, then this you know would be the console for you. Uh, it's portable. You don't have to just sit there and play it on your computer or your, your gaming monitor. You can take it anywhere you want. It's handheld, which I love. Um, you know, it's approximately four inches high and 9.4 inches long. I mean, it is right there in your hands. Um, let's see, uh, internal memory. Uh, it's got a 32 gigabyte of internal memory. Uh, you know, a portion of that is, of course, reserved for use by the system. But, you know, it's easily expandable. You know, it has a storage space where you could expand it using a micro SDHC or a micro SDXC card uh, to give you that extra memory that you're looking for. Um, the battery life, um, you know, it'll last approximately 2.5 hours to 6.5 hours, depending, um, you know, on the software usage. Uh, for example, if you're playing Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, phenomenal game, uh, you know, it, you can probably play roughly three hours on a single charge. Um, you know, that's a, I, that's I a lot of gaming. That. That's a lot of gaming, too. Yeah. Yeah, three hours. I mean... Right that's there. three hours of gameplay without plugging yeah. it in anywhere. That's out traveling. That's uh, that's a long road trip. I yeah, mean, let's be honest. <laughs> well, and and I love it. It has multiple functions. You can put it in the. Um, oh man, I'm losing my train of thought here. In the in, so you can put it in the station where it'll play on your TV through HDMI. That'll give you the 1080p output. Um, you know, or you can hold it. In your hand, with the Joy-Cons attached to it, uh, it'll give you 720, you know. Or you can just put on the tabletop, take the Joy-Cons off, and play with a friend. Out traveling around, right there. It's got a 6.2-inch multi-touch capable screen. Um, It just, it's a travel system. You don't have to need a TV. You're sitting in your car, just play it. There you go, you know, you don't have to have internet for this system for most of the games. And I think that's why I really like this game. Um, some of the, oh. the exclusive... Go ahead. No, 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 please continue. Uh, well, some of the exclusive games you're looking at are going to be your Mario base, because this is Nintendo, and Mario is essentially Nintendo's baby. Um, you got Super Mario Party, you got the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which I want to uh mario kart 8 deluxe that's a great game uh you got splatoon um here soon we're gonna get luigi's mansion 3 to release seeing it in 2019 um and just released yesterday uh january 11th you got the new super mario deluxe u game now a lot of you're gonna be like well they had that for the wii u it is kind of a remake but they have added additional things to it to make it its own new game. And then uh, I would have to say by far my favorite game for the Switch would have to be the Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, You know, that just brings me home with, you know, I grew up with Nintendo playing Mario, uh, Super Mario Brothers, you know, uh, one, two, and three on the regular Nintendo. Uh, Got this Nintendo 64, played Super Mario 64, uh, you know, the GameCube had, um, I can't think of that game. Sunshine? I know. Sun- Sunshine, yeah. yes. And then the, they had that uh, one, that, that space one, too. Um, 
for the Wii, I think it was. Uh, just, it's your Mario game. Your adventure, uh, unlocking things, trying to, you know, finish these challenges. And, and, you know, I'm an old school guy, I guess. I just love Mario. No, I feel you. I got the same love of Mario, man. That's where a lot of us older gamers started. I mean, Nintendo was the original for me. Good old NES, so... Yeah, definitely got that love so, there for it. So, uh, Pig, what's your thoughts on the Switch? So, I mean, it's there's there's a lot. Okay, so with Switch, I I see so much potential. Uh, actually, right before the show, we we looked at the release date, and you know, it came out two years ago. And I mean, we look. Oh at yes, the, I forgot about that. We we look at the the state of the release. It's two years in, and we compare it to these other two consoles that's been out for a while. <laughs> Let, needless to say, a five while. years. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're looking at a while that these consoles have been out to be able to establish themselves, to be able to push stuff out. And the Switch, you're not going to see like a Switch X or a Switch Pro or a Switch S. What you got is what you get. And I like that. Nintendo sticks with what they got. Um, for me, I am hoping to see maybe a new, some more games. You know, I, I get the Mario to Nintendo, the Halo to Xbox, the God of War to the Sony, the, you know, the PlayStation. Um, but I'm hoping to see, you know, let, let's get a, a new Donkey Kong, a whole different one, not a remake. Let's get an original Donkey Kong going again. Let's get that'd a, be original. That'd be awesome. Yeah, let's let's get let's yeah. get the Animal Crossing because let's be real. Animal Crossing was a big title on the GameCube. It was big. The the New Leaf or whatever. That I mean, those were a big title. Let's get another one of those. Let's get some more originals out there. Now, with that being said, what? what? Go ahead. What was that little? What was that game? I'm sorry. What was that game on GameCube that was the little flower people thing? What, what game was that? Pikmin. Uh, Pikmin. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Okay. I talked so much trash on that game, and then I played it, and Good I was game. addicted to that yeah. shit for so long. Oh my god. If they if they did a Pikmin, a new Pikmin for that, oh man, I'd I'd be pretty happy about it. I'm not gonna lie. Now, the, with the Luigi's Mansion 3, I'm excited for. I'm excited to see that game coming back. So that gives me hope that we're going to see some more games come out within the future. And again, it's two years in. Uh, another thing that I do really love about the Switch, though, is what you had touched base on about the Joy-Cons. That you ease, It's an easily two-player console from the get-go. So you buy one, one console, you get two controllers. Because one Joy-Con is one controller, and the other one can be for someone else. So that's a big plus in my book as well for the Switch. Fair enough. What about you? My guys? turn. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here's my here's my thing. I don't have a switch. We all know this. Now that being said, I am looking into seriously getting one here in the near future because, like we talked, well, like I've talked about on several different episodes. Now I do a lot of traveling. Well, I have got a and a little shout out to them. I've got a Gems G A E M um, gaming console. Basically, it. Well, it's not a console. It's a TV-carrying box. My Xbox fits into it, and I can basically take a little TV with me and all this kind of stuff. I love the thing because it gives me that ability to take my Xbox, take my PlayStation with me wherever I go. But I always have this little stab of jealousy when my coworkers pull out their freaking Switch on the airplane or in the taxi or on the bus ride and all this kind of stuff, and I'm sitting there staring at my big lunking box of <laughs> gaming power that I can't access <laughs> until I get to a freaking hotel or something compatible. Um, so, I mean, the, the maneuverability of it and the ability to travel with it is amazing. The other thing that I will always, always, like I said, I am a Nintendo boy... That's where I started. 
Nintendo has Nintendo is what got me into gaming. And so a lot of their exclusives are things that I want to get into more because I miss them. I miss the the Mario. I miss all the Mario titles. I miss the Zelda titles. I miss this new Smash Brothers looks amazing, and I want it so bad, and I can't have it because I don't have a Switch. Um, but even just the potential of bringing stuff back, like like the Pikmin. Oh my God! And if they came out with another dog, if they came out with a Donkey Kong, a new one, like a brand new Donkey Kong title, and paired it with a system where like, you know, I could do the deal where I go buy the system and I get the game. I'll probably buy it tomorrow. Like take my money. I'm done. <laughs> like that, like there would be no question about it. I'd call my wife and be like, you know, the beg for forgiveness versus permission. Cause I'd be like, I just bought this. Uh, I don't really care. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, Donkey Kong deal with it. You know, that kind of thing. So, I mean, it's there. It's not something that, like I said, I don't own it. I have not paid the money for it. Um, but it's something that I'm always considering, and and the more time that it's been out, and the more games that they're coming out for, it's becoming more and more, um, it's becoming a purchase that I'm more and more willing to go with. For the first two years, these last two years, it hasn't been there. The number of titles that I was excited for, that it had, wasn't enough to push me to buy that. I'd rather just lug my Xbox around because I knew as soon as I got wherever I was going, that was what I wanted to play. But they're getting closer. They're getting extremely close, and uh, they may be pushing me over here, over here during 2019. So, well, we'll see how 2019 turns out for me. I think to mention too uh, that Funk forgot to mention is they do have a to play online now. Uh, this is like the just a general gaming nowadays but you do have to pay for a subscription to play online now on the switch which is something they didn't have day one launch it used to be free to play online and now you have to pay for a subscription to play online but their monthly subscription is like three bucks and i think for a whole year it's like 24 dollars yeah. oh, it's like super, 20 yeah and it's super cheap it's fairly new that's kind of why i forgot about it well it yeah fairly it, new it just happened too. like I want to say like three months, three or four months ago that I think they finally like launched it officially. But the pros to that is you do get cloud saves on anything. doesn't matter how big. Like PlayStation, you had cloud, but it was limited. On the Switch, it's whatever you got, it's cloud stored instantly. And I'm pretty sure you get access to all the classic NES games as well. And from what my understanding was (laughs) is they were also supposed to be split screen, like co-op games. Some of them would be co-op so, I mean, you take it for what it is, but uh, that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty exciting. And real quick, you can also hotspot it too. So if you're in a spot that didn't have internet, I mean, everybody has a mobile device nowadays anyways. I mean, let's be real. You could easily hotspot it with the cruddiest service probably and still be able to play online no problem because it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't require that much to play online on a Switch. Yeah. Yep. I'm Makes glad sense. you covered that. I definitely forgot that. So... All right. Well, all right. With that being said, those for those who are PC gamers, I do want you guys to know that we did not forget about you guys, and we will have a full breakdown in a future episode of PC gaming versus console gaming. So definitely stay tuned. Definitely be sure to subscribe to the podcast across iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, any source that you're listening to us. Definitely be sure to subscribe, bookmark it, um, and look forward to an episode of a long debate between PC gaming and console gaming. <laughs> well, 
we got to be honest. We wanted to get this established because when it comes to when we bring PC into this, it is going to be a straight out full on consoles versus PC. All of them versus the PC. Yeah. So we needed to establish establish where consoles are at, where they're going before we can truly bring justice to a, you know, PC against everybody type concept so it'll be that'll be a fun episode definitely be a fun episode like i said guys definitely look forward to that anyways with that being said let's let's get right into the core of this right now we're gonna we're gonna say what console that we think is the console to buy again personal opinion guys so don't take anything to heart don't get offended by it but definitely in the comments on any platform that you're on definitely feel free to leave a comment or join us on discord at discord.me slash true gamers club join our podcast chat section or our episode three recap and you can discuss what games or gaming console that you prefer um and with that i want grab to go first because i want to i want to hear what you after listing all, you know, listing out the PS4 and the Xbox and the Switch, what console do you recommend and why? So this is, man, I, I have been fighting myself on this one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Xbox, hands, hands down. I'm, I'm going with Xbox now. As we've had this conversation, um, I have shown my love for all of the different systems, but right now I feel that the Xbox is a better bang for your dollar and a better overall system. Now, I'm not saying go and drop that $500 price tag on the X, Um, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm not telling you which system you want because, you know, as far as the versions of the Xbox go, that's all for you personally, your setup at home and your gaming. But I feel that for the money, if I'm going to go out and buy a system and it's going to be the only system I own, I'm going to go with the Xbox. I feel like the variety of games that it offers, the ability to game that it offers between the Game Pass, Xbox Live exclusives, um, just everything it brings to the table, I think it is the most overall package deal you can get. Um Obviously, like I said, the other systems have their pros and cons. There are exclusive titles that I absolutely will play on on uh, uh, PlayStation. And there's absolutely, like I just said, I made a case for me going out and buying a, a Switch here in the future. So obviously those systems are not bad by any means. But I feel like the total package, I feel like Xbox is the win. Okay. So that's what I got. What about you, Funk? I want to hear what Funk has to say because I'm going to talk shit about whatever geeky or whatever pig has to say here in a minute, anyways. <laughs> so, okay. So, just going off console and sitting at home, laying on your TV, um, I'm going to have to go with Xbox. Now, yes, I, I did mention that, you know, I'm more biased for the Xbox, but I feel like there's less games. I'm going to miss out on such as exclusive games with Xbox. You know, PlayStation, there are a few, but not ones that I'm like, oh, man, I need it. You know, I need to have that PlayStation over the Xbox. And, and that's not ones that you're losing me. sleep at night over. Right, right. You know, Xbox is going to be the way to go for me. Okay, okay, fair enough. All right, Pig. All right, Pig. let's hear it. Are let's hear ready? it. Are you guys ready for this? Are we Are we three for three? No, I'm going to go with the Switch, and this is the reason why. 
which is a sh- which is a shocker. Yeah, yeah. Because I was I was on the fence between the box and the switch, and obviously, you know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of things on the box, and I favor my box more than I favor my switch. But the reason why I would recommend the switch over the Xbox and the PlayStation is simply because one, it's portable. Two, the power that that console has. I mean, let's be real. I mean, if if Gears of War, and it's not going to happen, but if Gears of War was to ever be ported over to the Switch, the Switch would easily be able to run that game on a portable device. That's how much power this console has. I mean, we we look, we have uh, Warframe, just event or not too long ago, got launched on the Switch as well. The um, what what Diablo, Diablo three also launched on the Nintendo Switch, and the the console runs it flawlessly. Now, granted, Warframe, it's behind on some updates. But, I mean, the fact that Warframe is on the Switch and you can take it on the go is mind-blowing. I I think the Switch goes under the radar for a lot of gamers. And it's simply because, I mean, when you're sitting at home, you're thinking about loading up, you know, the box. Or you're thinking about loading up the PlayStation. But at the end of the day, this Switch has probably more power and more pack of a punch than those other two consoles. Simply for the fact that it can run those AAA games with no lag, with no delay, none, none of that. And for me, that's that's a win in my book. Plus, like it's the online, I mean, it's cheap, it's whatever. You don't even need it to play, but it's still the fact that it's there. So if you you know you wanted to, you know, hey, there it is, pay for it, twenty four dollars. You got a whole year subscription to it. But for me, well, the Switch. Yeah, well, and I, I do. I want to add something here. Uh, that's kind of why I, I was stating if I had to choose for just at home on the that's why I would go box. But the Switch was close second, in my opinion, on on exactly what you stated. Functionality, portability, I mean, that, that, that raises it up there. And, and uh, you know, all my Mario games I can just take with me. So that, it was a close second. I, I yeah, I'm sticking with my box. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing, though. I mean, th- that was a tough one for me to decide on, simply because I do love my Xbox. I love the controller. I love the way that how the controller feels in my hands on the Xbox. I I love the exclusives that they have, but I see the potential the Switch has, and I don't want to sleep on the Switch because I know the Switch maybe next, maybe maybe this is the year for the Switch. Who knows? I mean, we look at the box, we look at the PlayStation. It took them several years to start establishing games that were like, oh okay, I need to load up the PlayStation and play this. Or but okay. you're but so you're but so you're telling me, pig, that if that if somebody came to you and said said like I have an infinite amount of money and I'm just looking for the I'm looking for a system and all I want is the best games, graphics, compatibility, like I want to get the most out of my money right here right now, you'd still tell them to go buy a Switch? Yeah, if you're not worried about the exclusives right. per se, what why not? I mean, yeah, there's, there's I'd a, have to agree with that. But see, a, that's where that's where I gotta argue with it because it's not just the exclusive; it's the access to games overall. I mean, yeah, there's the there's the exclusives that we can talk about back, you know, cross compatibility with old ones, and we can talk about new ones coming out and all this. But I'm just saying, like, access to games right now, what they have. Not talking about what's coming in the future, not what's you know accessible from the past, but just right now, they want to they want to be able to get the most out of their gaming experience tomorrow when they plug that system in. Whether I guess it's in their car with the Switch or their TV here at home, you you still tell them to go with the uh, 
the Switch. Yeah, I feel pretty comfortable saying the Switch still. And, and like I said, the, the okay. reason the reason being, though, is because, I mean, there is a lot of games that are on the Switch that goes unnoticed. And I don't know, per se, what titles that are already on PlayStation on Xbox. I don't know what is already on the Switch because I don't give it that much love. And I know it's kind of like, it seems kind of biased for me to say that because I don't play it as much. But because I see what the console has and the power that it has and the games that I've played on it and, you know, playing Warframe on it and stuff like that, I, I see what it has. And whether or not those games are there right now, it's iffy. But at the current state of gaming right now, if you're not looking towards exclusives, why not pick up the Switch? Because let's be real. I mean, I, I mained the box simply because of the exclusives. You know what I mean? Like, I... I the exclusive and the controller, I main the box because those are things that I enjoyed. I love how the controller feels in my hand. I love the exclusives that the Xbox has. But if I'm simply going in the state of gaming, not con- you know, not thinking of a controller or stuff like that, switch hands down, no, without a doubt. Okay. Well, I told you I was going to talk trash on your pick, no matter what you did. So um, you just made it easy for me by saying the switch because I, I disagree. But we each have our own personal opinions, and that's what this show is all about, is just putting our opinions out there with what's going on. And so, you know, you can stick with whatever I, you, know you what, want. Hey, I, just... I, I changed my vote after your debate there. I go switch now. You would. But, but, but think about it. Think, <laughs> but no, think about what the Switch has. I mean, yeah, we, we don't have maybe COD, but that's not saying COD is not possible. I guarantee you it could play COD, no problem. Well... But that's where, but that's where the type of gamer I am, the Switch, like if I had to get rid of all of my systems right now, get rid of my Xbox, get rid of my PlayStation, and I had to just go and rebuy one system, and I think about what type of games I play, what I enjoy, and how I use my system, both at home and on the go, I would still go with the Xbox every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Fair enough, man. Because I mean, it offers me, it offers me more of what I'm looking for out of gaming, both online. I mean, exclusives. Whether and I'm and I'm not even talking about exclusives. I'm just talking about, you know, first-person shooters, RPGs, MMORPGs, those type of games. You know, the war. You know, yeah, the Warframes. I love those type of games. The FPS. Oh God, what are they? the FPSs? The League of Legends. Oh and, yeah. So, no, no, no. Um, those type of games. I mean, I get all of those with the Xbox. I can get them on the PlayStation as well, but I like the ones that the Xbox has. They've got multiple versions of them, stuff like that. So it's just, like I said, I'm trying to take some of the exclusiveness out of it and just go more general with saying RPGs, MMOs, first-person shooters, um, the you know the ba- the battle royales, the you know. That kind of stuff, the COD-based games, the multiplayer, those type of things. I'm going to get more out of those. I'm going to be able to get more gaming overall out of an Xbox than I am out of a Switch. I guess my thing is, if if that's the case, I mean, if you're just a casual gamer, I still would stick with the Switch simply because there's a game, it has everything on there. There's there's an FPS, there's an MMORPG, and if we're going to talk about MMORPGs, the Switch, hands down, I think has the best MMORPGs on the consoles. When it comes to consoles, MMORPGs, without a doubt, the Switch has it in the books, I feel. But 
FPS, yeah. I mean, we don't we don't exactly have the best FPSs, but we do have FPSs. So I mean, and, and I get the MOBAs. That's what you were trying to talk about with the League of Legends, the MOBA games. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. The Switch, I like I said, I don't know what games particularly are on their MOBA, but I'm sure they have some similar game. But let's be real, I mean, the Switch is a, definitely a fun console to have, a family console too, for sure. So if you're someone with a tight budget, think about this. Like, say you have three or four kids, a wife, home, everything. The Switch is kind of more a f- uh, uh, console-friendly family console essentially i said that really weird but you get where i'm going with that because <laughs> you you have the two joy cons which is two controllers you don't have to dig a lot of money into it and it's it's a simple fun game i mean me and my wife had so much fun playing one two switch uh snipper clips i mean there's a lot of fun games <laughs> yeah. listen snipper clips sounds weird as hell but that game is actually pretty fun because you have to coordinate with one another on clipping your paper to match the design that it wants you to do or the challenge that it gives you. So I, I without a doubt, hands down, I'm going to stick with the Switch. But again, it, it does boil down to your preferences. If you're someone that looks just for exclusives, then that's based off of what you're looking for. If you're looking for exclusive story-driven games, the PlayStation's for you. If you're looking for exclusive multiplayer games, the box is for you. And if you're a casual gamer where it doesn't matter if it's a story-driven or a multiplayer-driven, the Switch is definitely the one to go for. Um, and, and, a, and a big thing to also mention is people talk about how one console is more toxic than the other. But at the end of the day, PlayStation, Box, they both have toxic communities based off the games you play. So don't ever base a console off of which one oh, is yeah. more, you know, which one's more toxic. Because There's yeah. toxic people everywhere. Yeah, at the end of the day, all there consoles have toxic year olds people. They're gonna tell you that they that they had relations with your mother on every system you get on. It does not matter. Yeah, I mean it, it doesn't matter. So I mean that's 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 what to take from it. I mean at the end of the day, these are opinions. You know, Grav is pro box of a of a console to recommend. I am a, a Switch, and I my debate on why the Switch is con- converted. And Funk is a flip flopper. He he flipped to the. <laughs> The Switch side. <laughs> yeah, I uh, Switch box. It, I get it, it man. No. It's hard. It's hard, man. I get it. I get it, man. Um, <laughs> with that being said, do you guys have anything else you want to add? Not, not right now. I'm pretty. I feel like we've. I feel like we've hit this pretty good. I love the fact that Funk flip flopped on this because it's just great content, man. Like. <laughs> That's good. Uh, but no, I think we covered it pretty well. I think all three three of these systems are absolutely phenomenal. Um, but I'm a gamer through and through. So however I get my gaming, I'm going to enjoy it. Fuck. Do you. Do you, people. <laughs> all right guys that's it for episode three of the true gamers podcast i do truly appreciate you guys checking us out definitely join our discord if you haven't already at discord.me slash true gamers club that link will also be in the description in all the shows also check out uh our mixer channels our personal mixer channels at mixer.com slash equip pig mixer.com slash gravity down and mixer.com slash the raging funk those will also all be down below if you want to follow us on twitter those will also be in the descriptions as well i appreciate you guys checking out till then we'll see you guys next week god bless have a good one guys have a good night go chiefs <laughs>